Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities. And as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Last week, Apostle started us on a series, Beauty for Ashes. A very prophetic message he preached last week. If you didn't catch it, please look for it. It is available on podcasts, YouTube, uh, Podbean, SoundCloud. It is everywhere. The people up there, is it everywhere? (laughs) I like it. (laughs) Yeah, it's a very, very powerful prophetic message from Isaiah chapter 61. I know it's about Christmas time. By the way, if you haven't yet sponsored a hamper, Christmas hamper, it's only 50,000 shillings. Please make sure you do it. Do it today because Christmas is next week. Next. It's next Sunday. <laughs> it feels so far in my mind. <laughs> yeah, but, but it's this coming Sunday. It's 50,000 shillings. Make sure you help someone celebrate Christmas. It's 50K, right? Yeah. So please uh, tap that link. It is on your screen if you're not... If you're not seeing a screen right now where you are, it is worshipharvest.org forward slash Christmas Hamper 2022. Christmas Hamper 2022 and sponsor Christmas for someone. So, Isaiah 61, verse 1 to 3, that's where Apostle told from last week. Can we read it aloud together? It's going to come up on the screen. Hey, okay, I am on the screen. Eh? <laughs> okay, wow. Yeah, mama, we made it. <laughs> Can we read it aloud together? The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. Yeah, Apostle labored last week. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll keep telling you to move first. Keep it at verse one. Labored last week to tell us about Jesus. How Jesus is anointed of God because this scripture is a prophecy telling us about Jesus. And whenever Jesus, in Luke chapter 4, he, he says these words again. And according to Kenneth Hagin, wherever Jesus went to preach, this is the scripture he started with. That the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. And Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so because Jesus is here, he has sent, he is preaching good tidings to the poor. Apostle last week was was telling us that what the poor need is the gospel to be preached to them. Because the gospel can change their stories around, their financial stories around. And he was telling us about healing the brokenhearted. That Jesus is here to heal the brokenhearted. It's one thing to have pain and disease that is physical, that you can touch that the doctors can diagnose and see. It's another thing when you have it on the inside of you. And you yourself cannot touch it. Someone this week was sent me a message telling me how they are mentally not okay. And I asked them to explain what they mean. They are like, I don't even understand what it is exactly that I want to explain to you, but I just feel I am mentally not fine. Some of those things that you can't put a finger to. And Jesus is here to heal the brokenhearted. To proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. At one point I was a captive in my life. A captive of, um, of an interesting practice called pornography. Yeah, very, very... I was a captive. I, I, even when I didn't want to do it, I found myself doing it. Oh yeah. Uh, please don't look at me like that. <laughs> you're looking at me, you're like, mm, mm, Pastor, preacher, <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> Some of you are like, What a shock! <laughs> yeah, I was. Oh, yeah, it shows how much change the Lord has done. I like it. I like it. of pornography not that I wanted to do it but yeah I found I, I started not wanting to do it yeah some friends introduced me to it 
I started doing it. I became an expert at it. <laughs> to the point that I was supplying other people, recruiting other for, for all my life I've been a recruiter. If I believe in something, I recruit you into it. Yeah, now I'm recruiting people into the gospel. <laughs> Even when I got saved, I would come to church and lift up holy hands to Jesus. Ah, I even joined the worship team and would sing certain songs. What care are you in? <laughs> we lift up holy hands, oh God, to worship you. S.U. days. We lift up holy hands, oh God, to worship you. There is no other Savior I know other than you. There is no other Savior I know other than you. Look, I used to sing that song in faith. Yeah. Because as I'm lifting up holy hands and my eyes are closed, the images that are running through my mind are not holy. Captive. In church, but captive. In prison. Yeah, that was me. And I know even as I speak, I know there are many of us, some of us here, even watching us online. You might be captive. But I can tell you, my life changed. When I close my eyes now, those images don't appear. Uh -uh, they cannot appear. Ah, I'm already loving the message. <laughs> and yet I'm still in the introduction. Hey! <laughs> Yeah, actually, this is a recap. I haven't yet even introduced what we. <laughs> oh yeah, I was a captive, but Jesus set me free. Yeah, maybe here. Yeah, your things have you. Huh? Yeah, you try to wiggle your way out of them, but you don't seem to get out of it. But I can tell you, Jesus, Jesus can give you freedom, and He's giving you freedom right now, as you listen to me. Freedom from whatever. Yes, you are a captive of. And he says the opening of the prison to those who are bound. You see, I never understood this scripture until Apostle explained it last week. That prison is limitation. Yeah, you're limited. You can move, but up to that far. You can speak, but to this limited group of people. Yeah, he says there's an opening of the prison. A removal, like a breaking through of every limitation in your life, in your business. Yes, in your marriage, every limitation, every border, every ceiling just being destroyed because Jesus Christ, the anointed one, is here. Wow. Wow. Yeah, wow. These are wow. Verse 2 says to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord when people got back everything that they had lost and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all those who mourn. Apostle Moses has taught us that comfort, the reason the Holy Spirit is there to comfort us is when the miracle has not happened. And there will be times when the miracle has not happened. There will be times when the thing you're praying for maybe has not happened the way you want it to. Oh yeah. It's a true story. I remember the first time we lost someone at Worship Harvest Makere. Gentleman who used to play keyboard for us, Samagaba. Eh, Mashata. <laughs> yeah, that week I went to pray for thy man. I prayed. I believed all the scriptures about healing. I still do believe them. Yeah, he's going, he's passing on to glory, never dimmed my faith. No, please, it cannot. <laughs> yeah, my faith is not sub subject to my circumstances. Yeah, whether or not they align, align to the word, the word is still true. Yeah, and faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Not by seeing what circumstances around me. Yeah, to comfort all who mourn. That day we prayed. The whole location we sent people. Prayer chain, 24 hours. Yeah, even the day he passed on. While we were at the burial, people were in the rocks praying. Yeah, while people were passing by the casket like this. The students, the, the people in the location, they were walking by the casket saying, ha, maybe if we touch it, yeah, he, he will come back to life. But he did not come back to life as we thought. Yeah, he went on to better life in glory. Yeah, 
I remember waking up the next Sunday morning coming to preach to a congregation of students yeah, who have just lost their friend who was playing keyboard for them. I'm like, <laughs> uh, yeah, like, like, what do you do? What do you tell them? What do you do? <laughs> yeah, but to comfort all who mourn. So maybe you're here. You believed God for something. It never happened. Yeah. Maybe it went different from what you thought it would go. But that's why the Holy Spirit is here. To comfort all who mourn. There is comfort. The Holy Spirit can give you that no one on this planet can ever give you. Yeah. That no one. There are places he can touch that no human being can ever touch. Oh yeah. To comfort all who mourn. Someone here, you've been mourning over stuff you lost. The Holy Spirit is here to comfort you. Oh yeah. He's comforting you even as I speak right now. Verse 3, verse 3. Recap. My goodness. What happened? <laughs> to console those who mourn in Zion. To give them beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for mourning. The oil of joy. The anointing of joy. Oil of joy. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. When you feel it is so heavy, you turn your praise on. Yeah. A song we sang this morning. Yeah. Praise him. Praise him. Because I know victory is in my praise. Yeah. It is in my praise. At times that's what you have to do to confuse the enemy. You just turn your praise on. Yeah. And the enemy is confused. He's like, ah, we thought this man would be crying and having a pity party so we can invite more demons to join in. But look, he's praising. He's praising God and the angels are around him, surrounding this person. That's what happens when you praise. And he says that they may be called trees of righteousness. Trees. Trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. And they close the quotation. Yeah. So, that, I'm just giving you that recap. Even in the recap, I know God is ministering to you. If you didn't catch the sermon by apostle, please, yeah, do yourself a good favor and go catch it. So today we are continuing <laughs> with the scripture. And so Jesus, when you go to verse 4, So you see, verse 1 to verse 3 is an example of what happens. Is a picture of what happens when Jesus comes into your life. When Jesus comes into your life and he, and he finds you broke. And he finds you broken. And he finds you bruised. And he finds you distraught, destroyed, in debt, captive, in prison. When Jesus finds you in that place, that is what happens. He changes your life around. And so the next verses describe what happens to the person whose life has been changed around. Hmm? Yeah, after their personal life has been changed around, then the next verses start describing what that person does. What that person is able to achieve outside. Because Jesus does not save you for you to just enjoy the salvation by yourself. He does not get you out of poverty for you to enjoy the wealth by yourself. He gets you out of there so you can get others out. He heals you so you can go and heal others. He, he, he releases you from the prison so you can go and release others from that prison. He gives you joy so you can go and take joy to others. He does not just give you life, but he causes rivers of life-giving water to flow out of your life, out of your belly, like the scripture says. That is what Jesus does. And so we are going to see what happens to people whose lives have been changed. Actually, even before I do that, the, the first verses, oh, Jesus. Apostle has told us again that, that Jesus is not just an example for us. He's an example of us. Yeah. He's not just an example for you, but he's an example of you. The things that he does 
you are expected or you are invited or you are equipped to do those same things. So as we are reading verse 1 to 3, there are people for whom you are the anointed one. Yeah, there are people for whom those scriptures are true. Just read a testimony of this lady. Yeah, there are people for whom you are the anointed one. They are waiting for you to show up so you can preach the gospel to them because they are poor. They are waiting for you to show up so you can heal their broken hearts. They are waiting for you to show up so you can remove every form of limitation in, you, in their lives. Yeah. So those people are there. So as we, the, the first part is true about Jesus and it's true about you and I. And so here he describes what happens to the people whose lives have been changed. The people who are formerly broke, poor, etc. Yeah. He says in verse 4, mm-hmm. Let us read it aloud together. One, two, three, let's go. And they shall rebuild the old ruins. They shall raise up the former desolations. And they shall repair the ruined cities. The desolations of many generations. Wow. (laughs) Rebuild old ruins. You see, English is a good language. But for many of us, when we talk about ruins, probably we need examples and pictures of ruins for us to properly understand it. As I was searching the meaning of the word ruined in Google, it says it is something that has been reduced to a state of decay, collapse, or disintegration. Some of the synonyms, dilapidated, ramshackled, Ah, (laughs) please don't use these words like a certain brother who went vibing. (laughs) What did he say? (laughs) He said, I am ramshackled in your presence. (laughs) I won't tell you whether he got the girl, but because he had a very big word and he said I have to use this one when I'm vibing. Please, you Google is your friend, okay? (laughs) Ramshackle, broken down. Desolation is a state of complete emptiness. So Jesus is saying, the, the Bible is telling us that these people who are previously like that, God equips them God transforms their lives. And as a result of the internal transformation they've experienced, the Bible says they go ahead to, build, to rebuild old ruins, to repair ruined cities. Things that are in a state of decay. Of course, when you look around our country, I don't need to say much. Because we have many things that are in a state of decay. In every form. Yesterday I went for an introduction somewhere in a certain part of the country. Yeah, that I won't tell you. <laughs> Starts with the letter of the alphabet. Yeah. Yeah. But if you found a person driving straight on that road, hmm? yeah, they are probably high on something and not the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Because you cannot, in that place, you can't drive straight. Yeah. You have to drive like this. The whole time, crisscrossing different lanes, dodging. Some, some we could not even dodge. We had to endure and go through them like that. There are depressions. <laughs> I think it's a version of humps, but there are depressions like this. Deep depressions. Yeah. Ruined. Ruined transport systems. Ruined health systems. Ruined education systems. Yeah, in, in, it's cities. So he's saying that these people that have been redeemed, these people that have experienced the anointing of God, he sends them out to do this thing, to repair those ruined cities. Of course, when I think about cities, I think about all those governance systems, but I also think about families. Yeah. Ruined families, broken families. Many of us come from broken families. Yeah. Broken in every sense of the word. Some of us have some friends who did not want to even associate with their families. 
because of how broken everything in that family is. So, it's, and then when I think about cities, I think about individuals who are ruined on the inside, broken, spiritually ruined, socially ruined, economically ruined. And Jesus is saying, that it is our mandate that when he comes into the picture and he changes our lives, he invites us to go. The people that he has changed, who is you and I, in this room today, he invites you to go back to wherever you are, in your business, in your home, in your family, in your marriage, with your children, wherever you have influence. In the school that you lead, in the school that you're a part of. And he sends us out there to rebuild old ruins. Yes, Jesus gives us beautiful ashes, but he also sends us out to give other people beauty for ashes. Yeah. Worship harvest, that is who we are. That is why God has placed us here. Haven't you heard our purpose? We are committed to doing what? Catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities and as a result, the world. I can tell you the world is in ruins. The world is in ruins. It's waiting for you and I to step up and take our place and go and rebuild and change and raise up and put different things in place to rebuild churches, to rebuild ministries, to rebuild the definition of the gospel in our continent. That is what Jesus is inviting you and I to do. Even as he gives us beautiful ashes, he's inviting you to go give beautiful ashes for someone else. Oh yes. And I can tell you it is a great honor to do that. It is a great honor to work and serve with Jesus. He says that we are a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden, that we are the light of the world. He says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. I know we are thinking about Christmas. And for many of us, Christmas is a time to get To get opportunities to give. <laughs> I had to recover quickly. <laughs> anyway, yeah. The same when I think about Christmas, I'll be thinking, ha, now they are going to give me this, who is going to give me this? When I see a person saying, Merry Christmas on WhatsApp, I go check my mobile money. <laughs> to see if the Merry Christmas on WhatsApp is reflecting on my mobile money account. Please, I, I'm not the only one. I know some of you, you're there. You're there. At least me, I checked mobile money. Some people go to their account, bank account. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, that's what I thought of Christmas. But now my mind changed. Christmas is a time to give. To give beauty <laughs> for ashes. It's a time to go and build. To go and heal broken hearts in our families, wherever we are. It's a time. It's a time to do that. That's why there is the opportunity for us to sponsor this Christmas package. We are talking about it's a way of letting your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Hmm. Uh -huh. Verse 5, verse 5, verse 5. Ah, I like verse 5. Can we read it aloud together? One, two, three, let's go. Strangers shall stand and feed your flocks, and the sons of the foreigner shall be your plowmen and your vine dressers. Strangers shall stand and feed your flocks. In those times, having flocks like cattle and animals and all those things that people reared were their livelihood. Yeah, that's where they got everything they needed, food, money for clothing, clothing, etc. It was from their flocks. And people fought wars over green pastures. Yeah. People fought wars over pasture and water. Some still do up to today even in our country. Yeah. Where people, like this is my life. This is the thing 
thing I do, it is my responsibility to take care of the flock such that I can have some life. I can sustain my family. I can sustain the business. I can have some form of livelihood. And Jesus is saying that as you go to build, rebuild cities and give people beauty for ashes, as you mind his business, he's going to get other people to mind your business. Strangers. These are not your family members. Because family members are not strange to you. This is not your boss because your boss is not strange to you. These are not your friends. Not only the strangers, but even the sons of the strangers. Because it says, and the sons of the foreigner. So it's like, as you go about doing this thing of rebuilding cities, of minding my business, of giving other people beauty for ashes, this is what I am doing for you as a child of God. I'm getting strangers to mind the things you should be minding. To mind the home and take your children to school. Yeah, there are testimonies of people here whose, whose children, school fees just paid for by people. person just shows up and says, I'm paying for your children's school fees. Please send me their account. They are here. I just don't want to point them out, but they are here. I know them personally. Oh yeah, strangers feeding your flocks. Because flocks are the thing they were responsible for, the thing they were working hard at. So they can earn and get a living. But Jesus is saying, when they go to rebuild the old ruins and the cities, this is what I'll do, I'll send strangers. Yeah, Matthew 6.33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added. To you. Added to you. People will come and build you houses. Look, I've, I've seen it real time. It's even a scripture in the Bible. That you sleep in houses you never built. Yeah, you'll eat of vineyards you never planted. It is in the Bible. They are going to find it and put it up. Because some people here, their faith is rising. Their faith is rising. Yes. Their faith is rising. Strangers. Wow. What a beautiful thing. What a blessing it is. I was looking at my house recently and now I had this testimony. When you hear testimonies, testimonies, you receive them as prophecies. Eh? Yeah. I had this testimony from Pastor Angela and Pastor Emma and Pastor Angela. They were telling us how almost everything they have in their home is a gift. From someone that they haven't bought it. And they started pointing at different things. This one, that one, that one, that one. That. I'm like, Father, I receive this thing. Yeah, because I have had it. Ah, here is the scripture. Houses full of good things, which I'm going to come to the scripture. Let me finish the testimony. Leave my scripture there. Yeah. So recently I was looking at my house. Yeah. And I also started pointing at things. Like that one, this one, Kevin. This one, yeah, you will be there. I'll be there 10 times even. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That one so and so gave it to me. Everything. Yeah. I was looking at my wardrobe. Almost everything I wear. Given to me by someone. Look, those are things I should be working hard to get money, buy this, go, I, I don't know where, but, but people just think and they just keep bringing things. Yeah. When you when you mind God's business, ah, he minds your business. It's true. And he does a better job at it than you would. <laughs> God will do a much better job at taking care of you than you would. That's why he says, cast all your cares upon me. For I, because I care for you. You're not designed to care for yourself. That's why he says, cast your cares. If he knew you can handle the cares, he would have said, stay with your cares and pray to me to be with you as you deal with your cares. Uh, Deuteronomy 6, 11. This is a good message. Oh. I don't know about your neighbor, but I can tell you, it's a good message. An apostle said last week, receive this message as a prophecy. But you either believe and receive or doubt and do without. 
as for me, even as I preach it, I'm believing and receiving it. Yeah. Deuteronomy 6, 11, houses full of all good things. Houses, not one house. Houses full of all good things which you did not feel. Full of good things. That's why I like the Bible. You see, it's, it can be hard for you to imagine your house when all you're doing is, when, when you're living in a small what? A small room somewhere. Like the room I used to live in when I was on campus. And do you want me to tell you about it? <laughs> <laughs> One person here experienced it, Minister Timo. Yeah. He visited me when I was on campus. He came with fries and pork. Ah, mashata. Yeah. Uh, are you ready for Minister Timo to visit you? <laughs> I honor that man. So those visits are some of the, like that visit, got me planted in this church. Because yeah. he called me randomly and then he came to visit me. Wait, how did I end up talking about Minister Timo? I say, houses, houses. I was telling you that it's hard to imagine when you live in a certain room. I, I had a room in campus. <laughs> yeah, probably the size you see some people won't see the carpet but it was probably from here to like here no this is the room that door did I have a door <laughs> my door was divided into two okay I don't know that I've been in those rooms where it has an upper section that you can open and a lower section you can open that was my room yeah I am even seeing some people here whoever came to my room. I can see them in some quarters. Yeah. So they know I'm telling the truth. They, yeah. Lower section, upper section. Yeah. So we didn't have a window. So the upper section of the door was the window. If you needed, you open the upper section. Yeah. You have a window. If you needed the whole door open, you open both. <laughs> yeah. And to enter the house, you had to enter like this. Ask Minister Timo. <laughs> You enter like this, and then you sit on the bed with your back inside there for you to have enough room. Don't ask me whether I ate the, I ate the chips and pork in that room. Yeah, it doesn't. You see, no matter how small the room is, some things eh, you will. Food must be eaten. <laughs> yeah. Some of you, I'm here talking about houses. What? You're like, ah, this man. He doesn't understand. Look, yeah. I may not understand your circumstances, but I understand the scripture. And let God be true and every man, including you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Houses. Not one house. Apostle has prophesied that everyone in this church is going to have a house. And more than one, in fact. Yeah, me, I receive it. Yes. Houses full of good things which you did not feel. Hewn out wells which you did not dig. Vineyards and olive trees which you did not plant. Yeah. When you have eaten and are full. Yeah. That is, that is what happens when, when after you have been healed of your brokenness. When after you have experienced deliverance from poverty. When after the limitations and the, the prison doors in your life have been broken apart, you go and do the same for others as an anointed man and woman of God. Yeah. Bible says that strangers, take me back to my scripture of strangers. Hey, Lusata. <laughs> strangers shall stand and feed your flocks. God sends them. You don't even look for them because you don't know them because they are strangers and they are foreigners. Yeah. But he says he sends them to come and do things you would ideally be doing for yourselves. So you can continue minding his business. And I need you to know that this doesn't mean that you sit back and wait for someone to bring for you things. Eh? Oh, yeah. Remember they had flocks. It's, it's, you're tracking, right? 
Some people are looking at me, they are like, huh? Yeah, they had flocks. It's not that they sat down there, then the strangers came and brought the flocks. Of course, God can send strangers to do that. But I'm not saying sit back and do nothing. No. He's like, yes, you have the flocks already, but I'll bring strangers to stand and feed those flocks that you already have. In other words, they're already doing something with their lives. So the truth I am teaching you about, about being favored of God and surrounded as a shield to the point that people just bring you stuff, does not negate the truth that God will bless the work of your hands. I'm not telling you not to work. In fact, I'm telling you to work. But there are certain things that God provides beyond your labor and work. Yeah. There are certain things that your work and labor may never give you. That only God can give you. I had to clarify that. Lest someone gets a TikTok thing saying, from today I'm not going to work. And do you know why people are coming to build my house? When the landlord comes to, house, to, to ask for house rent, they're like, landlord, you don't understand. The scripture says in Deuteronomy 6, yeah, that I will live in houses I did not build. Did I build this house? No. So I have a right to live in it. According to the... Please please (laughs) (laughs) by the way if you are annoyed you're the only one Mm. because he gives you oil the oil of joy yeah you have it yeah take me to the next verse time is my friend ha can we read this part together one two three let's go He says, but you shall be named the priests of the Lord. They shall call you the servants of our God. Eat the riches of the Gentiles. And in their glory you shall boast. (laughs) Ah, this scripture, I like it. And the apostle said, I receive it as a prophecy. So I'm receiving it. First turn to your neighbor, tell them, neighbor. You shall be named the priest of the Lord. And they shall call you the servant of our God. Tell them neighbor. I guess the title pastor looks good on you. According to that scripture. Some neighbors have stopped speaking. Eh? Your neighbor, she's leaving. (laughs) Eh? She left the group. No, you have admin rights. Add her back. If she leaves, you create another group and you add her. You create like six groups. You keep adding her, adding her. And you make them admin, in fact. Type of one group, priest of the Lord. Type of two, servant of our God. Priest of the Lord. So he's saying that those people who, the people he talked about in verse 1 to 3 hmm, who have been changed in their individual lives. Those people who have gone out to rebuild cities. Ruins. Those people he has given beautiful ashes. And those people who are giving other people beautiful ashes. Those people whose business is being taken care of by other people. He says, those people shall be named the priests of the Lord. Yeah. Look, the greatest honor in your life is to serve God. It's the greatest honor of your life. It's the greatest honor of your life. He does not say they shall be named CEOs of businesses. Even if, I'm not saying businesses are bad. They are very good and we need them. And you can indeed serve God and be a pastor even as you run your business. That's what many of the pastors in Worship Harvest do. So I'm not saying this to negate the other. No, I'm just saying that one of the things that needs to, that will happen to your life as you receive this prophetic message is that you are going to be named a priest of the Lord. But you'll be called a servant, a person who is working to expand the kingdom of God wherever you are. Yeah, a person who is working to further the cause of the church, of the church of Jesus. 
He's saying that is what you shall be called. Look, this is in the scripture. So you cannot receive one part of the scripture and refuse the other part of the scripture and say, God, strangers taking care of me, I want. Being a priest, I don't want. But it is the same scripture. <laughs> yeah? it is, it, it's a full package. Hmm. Yeah, someone has shouted, I receive it. Yeah. Please, give your life to serve Jesus. It's the best decision, best thing you'll ever do with your life. Best thing you'll ever do with your life. It's the only thing whose reward will last until eternity. The only thing you'll carry into eternity are souls. Money will live here for our children's children. Houses, those houses he's giving us, <laughs> will live here for our children's children. All those things that he's giving us, they are good for us to enjoy here, but we'll leave them here. The only thing we shall carry back into heaven are souls. So when I say serve God wherever you are, that's why we encourage you to plug into missional communities. That's why I'm celebrating Apostle because he has created a system in the church where everyone has the opportunity to be named a priest and a servant of God. That's what you saw with this young man, Trevor, and... Thomas, who are leading an MC in Chambugo University with students who are also growing as priests, doing the work of the Lord, evangelism, discipleship, church planting. Yeah. You shall be named the priests of the Lord. They shall call you the servants of our God. Yeah. Every one of you that is listening to my voice, this is a prophetic word for you. You'll be named the priests of the Lord. In your family, you'll become the priest in the family. Oh yes. You'll be called the servant of God. That when they see you, they're like, look, the servant of God is walking in right there. <laughs> you see, the best boss to work for is God. Eh. Wait, the best boss to work for is God. Yeah. Because when he chooses to honor you, like you're going to see in the next thing, eh? <laughs> Mama, yeah. When he chooses to honor you, your life is flipped around like that. So he's saying, children of God, even as we talk about getting beautiful ashes for ourselves, we should start serving God and helping other people yeah, have beauty for their ashes. You should determine, even as we get into Christmas, determine next year to start an MC if you're not, if you're not leading one. No, yeah. Determined to participate in running a hosting center if you're not. Determined to plant a church if you're not leading one right now. Participate in the planting of a church when you hear they are going to plant a church here. Say, how can I help? I am here. I have treasure. I have time. I have talent. I am ready to serve the Lord with my strength, with my treasure, with my time, with my talent. Oh yes. It's the greatest honor of your life. And he says, you shall eat the riches of the Gentiles, and in their glory you shall boast. That one I explained already. Take me to the next verse. Mashata. Hey! Hey! Can you read this scripture together with me? He says, instead of your shame, you shall have double honor. And instead of confusion, they shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess double. Everlasting joy shall be theirs. Say, I receive it. Say, that is my experience. That is my testimony. Instead of your shame, you shall have double honor. A young man who has struggled with pornography, me, full of shame, I would enter fellowship and I think, you know how you enter a, a fellowship, eh? And there are some brothers or sisters you think they know what you did yesterday. When they look at you like this, you start saying, Father, forgive me, I am sorry, I sinned, yes, please, what? Yeah. 
I used to walk around with my head looking down. Because the things I was doing were not making me proud. They just made me feel ashamed of myself. But instead of shame, that shame that I used to have for pornography, God has delivered multitudes of people from addiction by me just sharing that testimony. Instead of shame, the very thing that caused you shame, God causes it to turn around and work in your favor. The song says it takes what the enemy meant for evil. And you turn it for good. The scripture says that and all things work together for the good. Yeah. It says instead of your shame, you shall have double honor. Look, it's one thing to be honored of God. Okay? The honor is different. Ask Mordecai. In the book of Esther, honored by God. Yeah, to the point that the very people that wanted to destroy him took him around the city telling people to bow down before this person that the king has honored. His, he, he, he was saved. His family was saved. His race was saved. Today we still name people Mordecai because he was double honored by God. Oh yeah. He says instead of your shame you shall have double honor. Instead of the shame of the poverty that you have lived with for a long time. He says you shall have double honor. Instead of the shame of that disease you have battled with for a long time. You shall have double honor. Instead of that broken marriage or family you come from. What he says you shall have double honor. He says, instead of your shame, you shall have. Look, this is the work of God. And he says, and instead of confusion, they shall rejoice in their portion. You see, you can have a portion and you're confused in it. You can have a marriage and there is just chaos. You're fighting. The marriage is there. You have the portion, marriage. But there is just fighting, envy, strife, what, what. And he says, you rejoice in your portion. He says, therefore, in their land, ah, in their land, land has come back. In other words, they have land. And he says, in their land, they shall possess double. Mama, mama, my. Ah. <laughs> yeah, I, I like Jesus because he gets stories of shame hmm? and he just flips them around and he gives you double honor for those things. Yeah, double honor. Look, I th I, as I was reading this scripture, I thought of Apostle's story. Yeah. Form 6, your, your dad passed on, elder brother gone, the mocks are mocking you. No one, you literally have no hope to pay your tuition at campus. Then a few weeks to your final exams, your mother also goes, you're devastated. You're walking around shame, often what? ETC. You're broke. You're from a village, Mutai. Yeah, you should make it a point to visit Mutai. You probably don't understand when he talks about certain things. Yeah, you, you go, you're from, no one knows your name. No, no one. But there is God watching. And he says, instead, he, he decides that instead of that shame, he will double honor you. Then you emerge as the, one of the top students in the country. Yeah. Your government scholarship. You end up leading a church as big as this. Look, there is a God. Me, I believe there is a God. Who can change all the shame that you have carried all your life. And just give you double honor. Yeah. Whatever form of shame it is. Someone here, you lost your business. God is saying he's going to give you double the business you had in the name of Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Someone here, your children feel estranged from you. He's going to give you children. He's going to bring back those children and give you spiritual children. Yeah, many, many spiritual children, but you will enjoy. Oh, yes. It says, in their land, they shall possess double. Then he puts a semicolon and he says, everlasting joy 
<laughs> shall be theirs. <laughs> Everlasting. Like wherever you are, wherever you look, whenever people find you, you're just full of joy. Joy is oozing out of you the whole time. You're smiling, you're laughing, you're jumping, you're what? Instead of all the pain and the tears you cried when no one was watching or when people were watching, he's saying, everlasting joy shall be theirs. Friends, I believe as a ministry, God is crowning our year with his goodness by giving us this prophetic message. Yes, by giving us this prophetic message. So I want to encourage you to believe what God is speaking to the church. Believe his prophets and you shall prosper. Yes, you believe God, you're established. Now believe this prophetic word that God has given through our apostle over these two Sundays. And you are going to experience a prosperity like you have not seen before. In your body, in your soul, in your business, in your marriage, in every area of your life. I invite every one of you to just stand up and just start praying to receive this word. Just start praying in the spirit right now to receive this word. Come on, lift up your voices. Lift up your voices and pray in the spirit right now as you receive this word. Lift up your voices. Pray in the spirit as you receive this word. Even as we conclude, I'm going to invite Prophet Angela. She's going to prophesy and as well lead us, lead some people to receive Jesus. As we pray in the spirit, lift up your voices. Just pray in the spirit if you can. Just receive this word of prophecy. Say thank you, Jesus, for your word. Thank you that you, instead of shame, you give us double honor. Thank you, Lord, that you're commissioning us to build ruins of cities, systems, governance structures, families. Just lift up your voice and pray right now. Yes. Lift up your voices and pray. Praise the Lord. From when the service started, I, 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 I felt like there was like a weight. Or like a heaviness. Even during the teaching, some people have been getting released, released, released. Yes, yes. But there are some who haven't yet, this, you know, and <laughs> everlasting joy is our portion. Yes. Everlasting joy is our portion. And so before I continue, before the service continues, there are times I'm driving in the car and the enemy starts lying to me and I shout. <laughs> I shout in the car. Sometimes I shout things like, I'm a tither. I will live and not die. Yeah? Yes. Oh, I shout things like, with joy, I will draw water from the wells of salvation. Yeah? Today I was shouting, I'm not a failure. Sometimes you have to shout. You have to respond. Yes, yes. To what the enemy is saying. When Jesus found the fig tree that had no fruit, the Bible says he replied. He replied, yes. Meaning it was speaking luck to him. Speaking luck to him. And so you have to open your mouth and, and shout. And so I'm, I'm going, the band is going to play really, really loudly. But I want to invite you wherever you are at the different locations, in the car, in your kitchen, in your sitting room, here in this room. I just want you to shout some truth. Shout some truth. So declare that you will live and not die. Declare that your daughter Declare that everything joy is your portion. Declare it that he crowns the year with his goodness. I can feel the spirit. Come on. Declare that you are healed. Declare that cancer will not kill you. Declare that you are a disease-free soul. Declare that the Lord has filled your heart. Declare and say, I am not depressed. Declare. 
We feel sorry for them. I need you to declare right now that you've been set free. Thank you, Jesus. That you are a blessing. Yes. That you are the righteousness of God in Christ oh, yes. Jesus. Oh, yes. That you're above always and never beneath. Oh, yes. That favor surrounds you as a shield. That God daily loads you with benefits. And that to God belong all escapes of death. You are not a curse. You are a blessing. You are a child of God. You are more than a conqueror. You are victorious. You are a winner in Jesus' name. And maybe you're in this room. And the thing that you need to do is become a child of God. I get the sense that there are a couple of people in this room and your family has not done you well. And so when we talk about God the Father, it doesn't make sense to you. But today is the day where he's giving you beauty for those ashes. Ashes means that a thing had died. Yes. It was burnt beyond recognition. Yes. And beauty comes out of it. So maybe you're in this room and you're not born again. Today is your day. Today is your day of salvation. Today is your day of beauty. Today is your day of sonship. Today is the day you become a son in the kingdom of God where there is no weeping, no crying, no sorrow, where there is comfort, the kingdom of God. And you're out there today. Today is your day. I'm going to invite you to do something very simple, but very prophetic and very powerful. I'm going to ask you to put up your hand and say, I am getting born again today. I see your hand, my brother. Leave your hand up. I see your hand, my brother. Come forward. I see your hand. I see your hand. Just come forward. I see your hand, my brother. Can there be a celebration in the house? Because our brothers are coming back to the Lord. Just put your hand up. Today is your day of salvation. I see your hand, my sister. Can there be jubilation? You know in heaven, the angels are throwing a party. In heaven, God is jubilating. Praise the Lord. Today is your day of salvation. Hallelujah. I know there's someone else. I see your hand, my sister. Just come forward. Wherever you are at the different locations. There's a pastor waiting for you at the front. Just walk forward. The devil has no hold on you anymore. The devil has no hold on you anymore. I believe that at some of our locations, someone who's been serving, even in this room, you've been serving, but you're not born again. And you're like, how do I go forward? Don't allow the enemy to lie to you. Celebrate. Just come forward. Just don't allow the enemy to lie to you. No. Serving God doesn't take you to heaven. The only way to the Father is through the Son. Can we celebrate? More people are coming. Celebrate, celebrate. Wherever you are, if you're in the car and you're born again, shout. Because lives are coming back to the Lord. Praise the Lord. Someone, you're standing next to a child. And the child put up their hand. And you told them to put it back down because they think they are too young. I got born again below 10. I was eight years old. My daughter is five. She got born again at five. You're never too young. There's no junior Holy Spirit. So if you're that person and your child put up their hand, please bring them forward. What a blessing. What a gift. What a joy when children at a tender age give their lives to Christ. The Lord is good. 
maybe you're in this room and your child put up behind just walk with them it's okay just come with them to the front come with them to the front they know what they are doing god has spoken to them god has spoken to them god has spoken to them welcome to the family of god yes hallelujah 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 your lives have been turned around i'm going to pray with you your lives have been turned around you have made the most significant decision of your life i get the sense that for some of you here your families had written you off you're like the black sheep of the family online you're the black sheep of the family today your life is turning around today you have been taken from darkness into light so i'm going to pray and you pray after me yes for some of you let me say it now when you go and tell your friends they're going to say if you're born again i'm the pope <laughs> yeah what you're born again if you're born again it means that you know all those things some of you they are going to give you time they're going to say, I give you two weeks i give you one week it's a lie it's a lie you're now a child of god and yes. because you're a child of god he works in you both to will and to do thank so you so strength Jesus. is yours yes so let's pray heavenly father Say, my dear loving father dear loving father thank you that today i'm a child thank you that today i'm a child thank you because you've taken me out of darkness into light thank you because you've taken me out of darkness into light thank you because i'm a child of god thank you because i'm a child of god old things have passed away all things have passed away behold all things are new behold all things are new today i declare Today I declare that Jesus is Lord. 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 Today I declare. Today I declare that because of Jesus. That because of Jesus. I stand strong. I stand strong. I stand firm. I stand firm. I will serve the Lord. I will serve the Lord. Because I'm a child of God. Because I'm a child of God. I receive healing. I receive healing. Because I'm a child of God. Because I'm a child of God. I receive beauty. I receive beauty. Because I'm a child of God. Because I'm a child of God. All shame is gone. All shame is gone. And I receive glory. Receive glory. Take my life. Take my life. And do something significant and with it. And do something significant with it. I'm going to invite Papa Blesso. You're going to lift up your one finger like this, because there are a few declarations you're going to make. That Papa Blesso is going to just lift up your even in the congregation. You can lift up your just your right hand like this. There are a few declarations you have to make today. Are you ready, Papa Blesso? <laughs> All right. Wow. Aha. Yeah. Uh -huh. Say devil. 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 You have no place in my life. You have no place in my life. You have no place in my body. You have no place in my body. You have no place in my mind. You have no place in my mind. You have no place over my family. You have no place over my family. I denounce anything to do with you. And because I am filled with God. You have no place in me. I am a child of God. I will live in the fullness of God for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. And we give God a hand of praise to celebrate Jesus. The people that have just received Christ, uh, there is a pastor over there, Pastor Hamia. He's going to take care of you. Just walk toward him. He's going to write down your names. And we'll be able to connect and plug you into our family. Can we celebrate them? Yes. Thank you so much for coming out for service today. You are blessed uh, because you came in and you're blessed as you go out. Whatever you touch is blessed wherever you go. May God bless you and cause his face to shine upon you. Give you peace. Give you joy. Give you continuous prosperity. And, and may everything that we have declared from Isaiah 61 be your experience in Jesus' name. Amen. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all, now and forever. Amen. God bless you so much. Have a lovely week.
you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.